You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Hey guys, thanks for staying with us here on Real Presence Live. We are having such a great time behind the scenes here. We are talking lots of great things. Coffee was number one on there. It was. Again, if anyone is listening <laughs> close here to the Chancery, there, there's a coffee shop right down there. There is, yeah. Make it happen for us. But remember, you need to make an appointment to drop it off. So, <laughs> so that's not going to so work So that's out. not going to happen. Shoot. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, here we are going into our second hour here on Real Presence Live. Did that first hour go quick? It did. I can't believe when you said that second hour. No way. Yeah. 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 Uh, well, our guest today for our first segment of our second hour is Father Timothy Castor, a, a priest here in the Diocese of Rapid City. Father, thank you for being with us. How are you doing today? I'm doing quite well, thank you. Thanks for having me. Now, before we get started, can you just give our listeners a brief um, introduction to who you are and how you ended up being a ending up here in the Diocese of Rapid City as a priest? Well, uh, I am originally from Pennsylvania, from uh, the uh, Philadelphia area. Uh, I grew up... Um, Baptist, and um, at the age of 25, um, I came kicking and screaming into the Catholic Church because I was uh, convinced that that was the church that Christ founded, and um, I haven't regretted that, uh, <laughs> but uh, I have always been drawn to um, doing some kind of ministry, even when I was a Baptist, and uh, so that naturally developed into uh, a desire for either religious life or uh, the diocesan priesthood and uh, discern that my vocation is the diocesan priesthood. And I came to South Dakota uh, because it was um, recommended to me by a priest I knew um, as a, a good place that was uh, uh, rural, uh, had a real need for priests, and uh, um, kind of a missionary aspect to it. So I was always interested in home missions. So that's how I got off here. I've been out here for about 26 years, and I've been a priest for 19 years. That's great. Now, you have a special devotion to the poor souls in purgatory. Um, in the, and every November, you, I know we, um, I teach CCD, help teach CCD at Father's Parish, and every November you gather your CCD students together and take them to the cemetery and teach them and show them how what it means to um, be helpful to these poor souls in purgatory. So I thought it would be interesting if you could share with our listeners what that looks like, a pra- the practicality behind praying for the poor souls, especially during the month of November. So the first thing, can you explain indulgences? Why and how does the Catholic Church offer these to the faithful? And in the case of November, how that is applied to the poor souls? All right, very good. Well, first of all, an indulgence is not uh, permission to sin, <laughs> which uh, sometimes we're accused of, of believing. Um, you know, you get a 300-day indulgence, that means you can sin for the next 300 days and get, get away with it. That does, no, that's not what it is. An indulgence, here's, I'm just reading from the official text, and it's called the handy little book called the Handbook of Indulgences. And it says, an indulgence is the remission in the eyes of God of the temporal punishment due to sin whose culpable element has already been taken away. Okay, so that's 
that's the definition. Uh, to unpack it a little bit, first of all, it says it's the remission of the temporal punishment due to sin that have already been forgiven. This couple element has already been taken away, so that the guilt of the sin is taken away. But that's not the only uh, part of a sin. Uh, this, a sin always has two parts, the, the guilt or the culpability uh, that attaches to the person who commits the sin, and the effect of the sin or the consequences of the sin, which which are both the, the uh, 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 damage done by the sin and the punishment due uh, to the individual who commits the sin. Okay? So when you go to confession and you confess your sins, they are forgiven. Your guilt is taken away. Uh, but that doesn't mean that the effect of your sin is taken away. I always like to tell a story when I'm, when I'm teaching young people about this. It's like a, a, a boy who's playing in front of somebody's house and decides, you know, gets a little um, you know, devil inside of him and decides he's going to throw a stone at the window and break a window. And the owner of the house comes out and yells at him, and the boy repents and cries and says he's sorry. And uh, the owner of the house says, well, um, okay, I'll forgive you. I'm not going to hold this against you. But uh, And at that moment, the, the window miraculously is repaired. No, it's not. It has to be repaired because the forgiveness of the sin does not fix the, the uh, damage done. And so to repair that, uh, someone has to pay for it. So the man asks the, the, the boy, well, you know, you've got to pay for this new window. Uh, it's going to cost $300. Do you have that? And the boy says, no, it's going to take me forever to get $300. And I'll, I'll, all I have with me here is, is uh, $2.50. And the man says, well, okay, that'll cover it. And he takes that $2.50. Well, of course, it's not going to cover it. Who's going to cover it? The man who owns the house, whose window is broken. So that's an indulgence. That's, that's where... Uh, the work of someone else is taking care of a problem that you caused. And the, the reason why the Church can grant these indulgences is precisely because Christ and His Mother and the saints have accomplished so much that there's more than enough merit to go around. So there is a, a treasury of merit, a treasury of uh, graces in, in heaven that the Church has the authority, with the power of the keys, to distribute to the faithful under uh, certain conditions. And so the, the Church uh, has, for many, many centuries, um, given certain um, you know, indulgences for doing certain acts of, of piety. So it could be uh, visiting a particular church or saying a particular prayer. And there, there are two kinds of indulgences. The partial indulgence, which forgives only part of the punishment due to sin. Um, so, for example, that, that would be if you commit a particular sin and you want to have that, uh, that sin, the, the, the punishment remitted for that sin, you can get a plenary indulgence. You know, so it's like uh, one indulgence per sin. You can think of it that way. Or there's a, a, a plenary indulgence, which is a forgiveness of all this, all of your sins. 
not forgiveness. It's remission of the of the punishment due for all of your sins, um, and that can be given under uh, slightly more uh, complex um, conditions. But actually, it's, it's pretty it's pretty easy to gain a plenary indulgence. Um, there are some ways that uh, you could do almost every day, really. Um, for example, simply going to a church and praying the rosary uh, will gain you a plenary indulgence. Now, the catch is, you know, there's always a catch. Thing. <laughs> right, <Yeah>. exactly. <laughs> the catch is, is that there's several other requirements that you have to meet uh, before you can gain that indulgence. And they are, <clears throat> first, you have to have gone to uh, sacramental confession, so that takes care of your guilt. Then you have to have received Holy Communion, and then you have to say prayers for the Holy Father, for his intentions. Um, on, on top of all of that, uh, the, the Church says you need to be free from all attachment to sin, even venial sin. And I'll explain that in a minute. Um, the, the, the other three requirements... Um, can be done on any day, uh, within a several days of the actual activity that gains the indulgence. So uh, if you go to church and, and pray the rosary, uh, but you're not able to receive communion that day, you can receive communion the next day. If you're not able to go to confession, but you went to confession the previous Saturday, that's, you know, that'll, that'll count for it. Now, you can, you can get several plenary indulgences, only once a day, but you can gain several based on one confession. However, you have to receive a plenary indulgence. You must go to communion. You must receive communion for each plenary indulgence that you wish to receive. So, so, that, so what you're so you're saying then? You can go to confession on a Saturday, and that confession will cover you for the whole week worth of the indulgence aspect the, mm-hmm. to gain that indulgence. Right. But to engage right. to gain a particular plenary indulgence, because you can only gain one a day, you would have to go right. to communion every day that you want to gain that plenary indulgence. Yes, uh, well, it's one communion per indulgence. Per indulgence, okay. It has to be on the same day. It's it's fitting right. if it is. You right, know, right. Good if it is, but doesn't doesn't have to be, you know. Um, so what about partial? Thing. What about partial indulgences? Um, what is the, is there any special requirements to gain a partial indulgence? Um, not as, uh, yeah, you need to, you need to at least be, um, repentant, you know, at least have some contrition in your heart for your sins. Um, and you need to be in a state of grace, you know. So, yeah, if you're, if you're uh, not in a state of grace, you really can't gain you can't, anything. You you're know? not you're, gaining, you're yeah. Dead. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, you need to be in a state of grace. You need to at least have a, have a repentant heart for its sin. And, and uh, you can gain several uh, uh, partial indulgences, uh, each day, you know, there's uh, there's no limit on that, as far as I know. So, um, so yeah, that's that's a, a, a quite a bit easier to, to do. Now, and, back to your the prayers for the Pope that it's required part of the indulgence is the is mm-hmm. to pray for the Pope. Is there like a set amount of prayer you have to pray? Like, do you have to say the X amount of Hail Marys, X amount of 
acts of contrition or whatever? Is there a, a set law? Well, what, what the church specifies is, is that one Our Father and one Hail Mary will suffice. <laughs> but you're not bound to those and you can pray other prayers as well. Right. Now, there's, there's another requirement as far as indulgences, plenary indulgences that are attached to a particular church or place of prayer, or, you know, like a shrine or something like that. Uh, to gain that indulgence, you specifically have to say the Our Father and the Creed. Okay. Oh, okay. But that, that doesn't apply to um, other forms of plenary indulgences that, that aren't attached to a particular church. So, um, yeah. so let's see, where are we? Uh, so we're gonna let's we're gonna take a quick break, and then when we come mm-hmm. back, let's talk about how this the month of November and how we can gain indulgences for the poor souls. Okay. All right. So we're gonna be right back, um, and we'll take a quick break. Thanks for being with us here on Real Presence Live. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. S.J. Machine, proudly named after and dedicated to St. Joseph, provides quality machining and induction heat treating to a variety of industries. Just as St. Joseph worked diligently to meet his family's needs, S.J. Machine strives to understand and meet your production needs. Prototype to production, working together towards success. SJ Machine can be reached at 701-347-0155 and are a proud supporter of the Real Presence Radio Network. Hello, this is Mike Kidrowski, Director of Advancement for Real Presence Radio with a creative gift planning tip. Do you want to make sure Real Presence Radio continues to receive your support in perpetuity? This can now be accomplished by establishing an individual endowment account in your name with a minimum gift of $10,000. A distribution will be made annually in your name to assure future generations will continue to hear the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ through the mission of Real Presence Radio. To learn more about establishing an individual endowment for Real Presence Radio, a gift which will last in perpetuity, Please call me, Mike Kidrowski, at 701-290-4503. State tax credits may apply in some states. Let's get started. The Mustard Seed Catholic Store is South Dakota's place to purchase Catholic books, gifts, and decor. With locations in Rapid City and Sioux Falls, we are here to provide you with gifts for the Catholic occasions in your life. From baptism to First Communion, confirmation to weddings, and ordinations, we pride ourselves in having local artists share their creative talents, making rosaries, crucifixes, artwork, coffee, and books. We are located in Rapid City on Main Street, in the new Diocesan Building, or in Sioux Falls on Grange Avenue across from Costco. You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Hey, everyone. We're here on the first Friday of November talking about 
indulgences and especially for the month of November for the poor souls in purgatory. My name is Karen Gibis and my co-host is Becky Barrett. And we are talking to Father Timothy Castor, a priest here in the Diocese of Rapid City. Again, thank you, Father, for joining us. Thank you. Uh, so we were talking a little bit about indulgences and the requirements for gaining indulgences. And these, we were talking about those that we gain for ourselves. We as the faithful can gain an indulgence, either partial or plenary for ourselves, for our benefit. Now, we were talking about the the different expectation levels, uh, um, depending on if you're going to a church to gain one at a church or if you're just gaining one um, just by praying the rosary or different things like that. Now, what else do you want to say, um, explain to the people about indulgences? Well, for a plenary indulgence, the, the Church has the requirement of being free from all attachment to sin, even venial sin. And that's often misunderstood. And, and people think, well, how is that even possible? You know, how, how can you be totally free from attachment to all sin? Well, the Church would never ask us to do something that's impossible, Right. So what, what it simply means is that um, at the moment that you do that act, that prayer, that visit, whatever it is, that, that gains the indulgence, you, you need to be willing to uh, let go of any, every and all sin. In other words, there can't be anything in your heart that you're unwilling to let go of. And a good example of that would be uh, someone has wronged you, you're holding a grudge against them, and you say, I'm never going to forgive that person for as long as I live. Well, you're obviously attached to the sin of resentment or the sin of hatred. Um, or if you're, you know, praying in a church and all the while saying, okay, as soon as I'm done here, I'm going to go rob the poor box. Well, that, obviously you've got an attachment to sin that you, that you haven't uh, relinquished. Um, so that's all that it means. It, it doesn't mean that, you know, you have to... Be uh, sinless. Never sin again for the rest of your life, yeah. but, it, but that, you know, you just, you're, you're willing to let go of sin. So let's say um, you're trying to gain this plenary indulgence, and you've uh, fulfilled all of the requirements to the best of your ability, with the exception of that being um, free from, you know, avoiding sin or being and not having the uh, intention to commit sin again. Let's say you, you're not quite there yet because you're holding that resentment, and, and I hope nobody wants to steal from the poor box, but, you know, <laughs> let's say that that happens. You 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 know for sure that you haven't let go of all that sin. What happens? Does that what happens to that action then? Does that obviously that's not you don't gain a plenary indulgence at that point, right? But as long as you are at that moment in a state of grace, you can still gain a partial indulgence uh, for that act. Okay, so, so you're it's you not a wasted act of goodness then, right? Right, exactly. Um. I, I think in some cases it can be retroactive, but I, I, but I think you really have to, it has to be, you have to be free from that attachment at the moment that you, that you do the activity itself. So, right. It's all about yeah. the intention, right, Father? Your intention. Right. Your intention is to, even at that moment, I, I want to let go of all sin in my heart. I want to be, mm-hmm. I want to be good. I want to live the good follow the commandments. I want this. This is what I'm tr- striving for. The intention is there. Whether yeah. you you turn around and 10 minutes later, you're like, I am so mad that person cut me off in traffic. <laughs> yeah, right, right. 
Yeah, because uh, it, it's very similar to, you know, going to confession and, and knowing full well that, you know, you, you probably are going to fall into the sin again because past experience has, has told you that. And uh, sometimes I get folks in confession that say, well, I, you know, Father, I, I, I keep confessing the same sin, and I know I'm probably going to fall into it again. I guess I don't have real contrition for my sins. I guess I don't have, a, a you know, a firm resolution to, to sin again, not never sin again. And what I generally say to those people is, well, well, look, the very fact that you're here in the confessional indicates that you want to have that desire, that you want to be uh, able to say that I'm never going to sin again. And that's enough. You know, that's sufficient. Right. Right. You want to so, walk. Yeah. You don't want to be a slave to sin. You, your, your, right. your intention is to walk away from that as much as you are. Right. You are capable with God's help. Exactly. Yes. So now we've talked about gaining indulgences for yourself. Now here in the month of November, especially here in this first week of November, there is a special indulgences that you can gain. You, an action that you do fulfilling all of those requirements that you can gain mm-hmm. for the poor souls in purgatory. How does that work? Okay, well, here it is. This is this is how it's actually... Uh, by the way, uh, there's this book, The Handbook of Indulgences. I recommend that every Catholic buy a copy of this. It's a, it's a small book. It's filled with wonderful prayers and litanies, and, and it gives all... It spells out all of the indulgences that, that you can gain. And... Um, you know, you'll find out that some of the things that you do all the time anyway have an indulgence attached to them. Uh, and if you have the intention to gain that indulgence, you will. So anyway, uh, the the indulgence for the first eight days of November, uh, traditionally, is that if you devoutly visit a cemetery and pray, if only mentally, for the dead, the indulgence that you can gain a plenary indulgence for a soul in purgatory can only be gained once a day, and up until this year, it can only be gained during the first eight days of November. Um, at, but the Holy Father, through the Apostolic Penitentiary in Rome, has granted this uh, extension to this indulgence, this plenary indulgence. You can gain this any day during the month of November, and that's very generous uh, grant. And it's because of the pandemic. You know, because it, it's difficult for people to uh, gather in, you know, groups and places. It's, for many people, they can't even leave their home. Uh, places are locked up, you know. So um, even, even a, you know, someone who has a serious reason why they can't get to a cemetery, even that in that case, as long as that person, the, the way the decree is worded, as long as they unite their hearts spiritually with the faithful, who are offering these prayers, then that suffices as well. So that's, now that, that doesn't, you know, that, that you can't just fall back on that anytime. Somebody, <laughs> the other day, someone in, in church after Mass asked me, well, do you have to go to a cemetery? Can I just uh, do it from home? And um, I said, well, you know, there are circumstances when you can, but if you're able to get to daily Mass, you're probably able to get to a cemetery, you know. So, yeah, (laughs) you do need to actually physically visit a cemetery unless it's impossible. And it doesn't Um, have to be a Catholic cemetery, correct? It can be any cemetery? 
Yes, okay. yes, in the eighteenth century. And it doesn't have to be that if you want to apply this to a particular soul that you have in mind, that body doesn't have to be buried there. You know, it just you just need to visit a cemetery and say prayers. And you know, visiting a non Catholic cemetery is is probably a good idea because who's going there to pray for these people, you know? <laughs> right. Not right. Really right. Not very many. So, now, yeah. with the indulgences with the poor souls, now, you said we can gain a plenary indulgence indulgence for just one soul that one day, be, fulfilling exactly. all of yeah. the requirements for a normal plenary indulgence. Now, right. is it possible to gain partial indulgences for the poor souls? Yes. Any other day of the year, outside of, well, this year, outside of the month of November, you can gain well, doing the same thing, you can gain a partial indulgence. Oh, you asked if there are other ways to gain a plenary indulgence. Is that what it was? No, if, how to gain a, a partial, if you can gain a partial indulgence for a poor soul as opposed to just a plenary indulgence. Yeah, yeah that's that, that by doing that act. And, and there are other, of course, there are other ways. Any, any indulgence, anyone, you can apply to a soul in purgatory. You cannot apply an indulgence to another living person, okay? Okay. So you can either gain the indulgence for yourself or for a soul in purgatory, uh, because they're 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 on their way to heaven and they are passively suffering the punishment, the temporal punishment due to their their sins that have been forgiven, and and so by gaining the indulgence, you you can directly help them, but but you can't do that for someone who's all, who's already living because they're you know, they're they're still on that roller coaster, you know, on the right. way to the next life. So Well, we have a couple of minutes left, Father. Can you give us some practical ways that we can um and do some indulgences for the poor souls, um actually at the cemetery, some of the prayers we can say or the actions that we can do? Mm-hmm. Yeah, there there is an order of prayer uh for visiting a cemetery. And uh, that that can be found in the Book of Blessings. Um, but really, any prayer that, that you wish to say, um, and, you know, that it says even if mentally, and that, that just means that you're, instead of saying it out loud, you're saying it in your mind or, or following along while someone else says the prayers. You could say, you know, let me have the saints. You could say a rosary. You could say, let me have the sacred heart. Um, there are specific prayers for the dead. Uh, there's there's no there's no uh, prescribed prayer as such that that you have to say, um, except for the you know the prayers for the Pope. But the um, the actual prayers that you say in the cemetery, you're 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 free to choose whatever you want to say. But I, I think it's good. You know there there are uh, you know traditional prayers that are said for the deceased, and that's that's why you know getting a book like the Handbook of Indulgences or or, or any prayer book really would be helpful in that regard. All right. Well, thank you, Father, for taking time out of your morning to be here with us on Real Presence Live, and we appreciate all the information. Becky has yes, learned a lot about I indulgences. Learned. I've never heard it explained like that, and I enjoyed it. Thank you. <laughs> well, you're very welcome. Thank you I think I get them now. <laughs> and now she's going to go out and gain a whole bunch of indulgences for it. the poor souls. Exactly. Uh, well, up next, we have B- Bishop Peter Muich with us here on Real Presence Live. And when we come back after the break, you're going to hear about two servants of God and, uh, well, one servant of God and one uh, bishop who is on the fast track, hopefully, to becoming the saint. So stay with us here on Real Presence Live. 
This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. 